It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and what an exciting and timely guest that we have to share with you today. Dr. Alan Leica is acknowledged as one of the leading cosmetic dermatologists in the world. A pioneer in cosmetic surgery, he helped develop several new technologies and has spoken on podiums all over the planet. In 2003, he was diagnosed with ALS and given six months to live. And after fighting that diagnosis, he's here today as a result of his courage and determination. I can't wait to talk about that with him. Having been given the golden ticket, Dr. Laika used his experience to co-author the book, The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life with Harriet Tinka and speaks to groups all over the world about how to transform lives. What a timely topic. Welcome to the show, Doc Laika. This is going to be a great interview. Dr. Richard, thank you for having me today. Today's a fantastic day, and it's just a pleasure to be on your show. Well, I appreciate that, and I've been really looking forward to this interview, just again, because I love stories where people overcome impossible odds, and I, I really want to just jump in and talk about your 2003 diagnosis. Well, and, let's and- talk about that a bit, and I'm going to take you back to that. I was walking in Disneyland with my wife and my youngest daughter. It was the end of a hot, sticky day. And my wife turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, hon? You know, I was taken aback, Dr. Richard, because I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. But she persisted. What's wrong with you? You know, my right foot had suddenly and mysteriously developed a foot drop. Your brain is designed for that not to happen. My foot was slapping on the pavement with each step I was taking. So something had definitely gone wrong. And I turned to her and I said, I, what do you mean? She said, you know, listen to your foot. <laughs> listen to your foot, Dr. Richard. How many times your wife say, listen to your foot? Well, I listened to it and I had no idea and no explanation for her. So she told me these words, when we get back, you better get it checked out. Well, Dr. Richard, when your wife says you better check, get it checked out, you better listen. That's correct. And I did. I, I got every test known to man. I had millions of dollars worth of tests. I saw probably over a hundred doctors and they did brain scans. They did cat scans. They did pet scans. They did scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day, Dr. Richard? What's that? Absolutely nothing. You know, the doctors were perplexed. They were befuddled. They didn't know what to do. And you know what a doctor does when he doesn't know what to do? 
send you to another doctor usually. He sends you to another doctor who does more tests, <laughs> uh-huh. who does more tests, who does because the doctor is not going to wait until he's got an answer to his tests, right? That's how doctors work. Well, at the end of this, I ended on the doorstep of a world-leading neurologist. And I walked in. He said, hi, Dr. Leica. You better be sitting down when I tell you this. And I said, why? He said, because you have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. In six months, you're going to be dead. Wow. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, on autopsy. What a way, what a bedside manner, Dr. Richard. What a way to to meet me. And I shot back, I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. But when you go through this, Dr. Richard, you go through a grief reaction. Dr. Kubler-Ross, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, wrote a book on death and dying. And she said the stages a person goes through when Mm -hmm. they're dying. And in that book, she says, there's anger. And I was angry. I could bite the head off nails. You go through bargaining. Your body really bargains and you say, God, let it, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. You go through denial. Oh, there's really nothing wrong. I could do anything. So I worked 12, 18 hour days and I wanted to make a difference in the world and so on. But in your heart of hearts, you know, there's something wrong. And then you go through depression where your body just can't move a muscle, Dr. Richard, and you just can't do anything and everything's black, the world's black, you can't sleep, you can't eat. So at the end of this, I went to my wife and said, what do I have? She said, dear, I really don't know, but you're smart, you can figure it out. Well, thanks, dear, thanks. Uh, Those doctors couldn't figure it out, but I could figure it out. Well, back 2003, Dr. Richard, there was something new that was invented. And you might have heard about it. It's called the internet. You ever hear of that beast, Dr. Richard? Yeah, I think it was around a little before 2003. It was, but it was just getting (laughs) prominence in 2003. You know, it was about 1998 or something like that. It started coming out. That's great. I think think Al Gore invented it, didn't he? At least that's that's the rule. That's what he says. Okay. (laughs) But anyhow, the point is, I had friends that were nerds. They were able to get me onto it. Back then, we had dial-on connections. You know, a phone would phone another phone. It would go, for like a half an hour. And finally, you'd connect. And you had to go from channel to channel. You had to dial it in. There was no AOL. There was no all of these other things that were going. There was no Dr. Google to help you. So you had to really go find your answer. And I found my answers. And there was a doctor down in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by the name of David Martz, who went through exactly what I did, but he got worse much more rapidly, and he was on his deathbed. Now, David was a beloved and and well-known doctor, so doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him. And they came up, and one came up from Texas and said, David, I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. David whispered because he was so weak at that time. He said, what do I have? He said, I think you've been bitten by a tick. I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. And I think it's mimicking ALS. David said, well, what do I do? The doctor from Texas said, do nothing. I'm going to start you on some treatment. And if I'm right, you're going to get rapidly better. Well, guess what? David did get rapidly better. Within two weeks, he was like Lazarus arising from the dead. He could get back to his usual stealth. 
So I knew I had to get in touch with David because he had some answers to the picture that I needed. He had some pieces to the puzzle. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado to find an answer. And I got in touch with them at a little place called the Methodist Hospital. And we talked for hours. And he said, Dr. Leica, can you come down and see me? I said, when? He said, what about right now? Well, it was our Thanksgiving weekend in, in that weekend. And I said, David, my wife's having 50 people over. He said, well, she can handle it. You know, get on a plane and come down to see me. Aren't there any planes in Canada? <laughs> well, I said, well, maybe we have one or two. I probably could drag one out of storage for this. And so I went to my wife and I apologized. I said, I won't be here for Thanksgiving. And she said, yes, dear, you must go. If this will answer our problems, please go down. So I got on a plane from Edmonton to Denver. It was a great flight, about three hours long. Then I got on a plane from Denver to Colorado Springs. And David started me on treatment. And I remember him saying the magic words, I think history is repeating itself. I think you are going through my footsteps. And sure enough, I was able to maintain my status as a top cosmetic doctor for over 30 years till I walked away last year to serve people more. You know, when you go through something like this, Dr. Richard, you are given a second chance to help people even more than you did. Now, as a cosmetic doctor, I helped thousands of people achieve what they wanted. I was a top doctor that corrected scars from terrible burns from people, and I was able to give people new lives. But I'm able to give people new lives in new ways now. I'm able to restore their spirit. I'm able to help them in their time of despair. And I found something called 13 Golden Pearls with my co-author. And these 13 Golden Pearls are wonderful bits that are found in everybody. You know, Dr. Richard, do you know what forms a pearl? I do know what forms a pearl, but I, before we get into the pearls, I have to ask, what was the treatment that this doctor provided you that turned the tide? You know, I'm on a gamish. I'm on something called IVIG intravenous gamma globulin, where I get plugged into a machine every week and gets other people's gamma globulin to shut off my immune system. I'm on something called disulfuram, which is also known as antabuse. Antabuse is a very complex antibiotic. It has two sulfa moieties that help to kill the bacteria that persists in my body. So I'm on a gamish, but it's been allowing me to live a complete and full life. Mm -hmm. You know, every day I will go and swim 20 lengths at the swimming pool. I will have strength like I've never had before. I love to walk 10,000 steps a day. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. So what was the correct 
diagnosis that they, they found for you? Because it you know, just... I wish I could tell you, because if you ask 20 doctors, you get 40 diagnoses. My working diagnosis is either MS or chronic Lyme's disease or even a diminutive form of, a, of ALS. So maybe I have ALS and like Stephen Hawking's, I've been able to rob death for many, many years. But, you know, the problem with this diagnosis is it only can be diagnosed on autopsy. And mm. I don't want to go there, Dr. Richard. No, I don't want to uh, prove people wrong by my diagnosis. Well, let's put that off for some time. So then you, uh, you said that you walked away from your dermatology practice wanting to help people on a grander scale. And you, and you wrote this book. And so within the book, the, the Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, you mentioned 13 pearls of wisdom. And, and well, let me tell you first that this book was written with my co-author, Harriet Tinka. Harriet Tinka is an amazing lady who had a story very similar to mine. I met her because I was sponsoring a Women of Distinction Award for the YWCA. And this young lady applied for the award. And she applied for a Turning Points Award because... Her life was thrown into craziness. She used to be a New York model walking the runways when she decided to become a student at the University of Calgary and get out of modeling and become an accountant. While there, she met a very evil fellow who kidnapped her, stabbed her, and left her for dead. Mm. Now, during her rehab, she uh, found a young girl by the name of Amber who went through even worse trauma, Amber was in a wheelchair because she was paralyzed from the waist down. And she had lost both of her parents by a drunk driver who killed that and left her paralyzed. And she told Harriet, you need to use your story to empower people and make them better and, and do this. So Harriet said, we must write a book. And we wrote this amazing book. It took us over six years to write. And we released it in the pandemic of 2020, and it became a number one bestseller, which we're so proud of. Now, in this, we talk about golden pearls. And let's talk about golden pearls. A pearl is caused because of trauma to an oyster. A little grain of sand gets inside of an oyster. And instead of the oyster being destroyed by it, it walls it off with this beautiful material called luster producing a pearl. Now, golden pearls actually exist, but they're just found in the southern Philippines area. And they're beautiful. They're so rare. A single solitary pearl can cost upwards of $10,000. A pearl is just such a gorgeous thing. Now, we found these pearls actually exist in individuals. They are beautiful gems, and everybody has them inside themselves. Everybody can really find these pearls and make a better life of them. And if you concentrate on just one of our pearls, you will have a better life. How did you arrive at these 13 golden pearls? You know, we talked for hours. Harriet invited me for lunch one day. She reminds me she bought me lunch, and I'll never forget that. Uh, because then she said, we must write a book. We must write a book of our stories. And we started talking about our commonalities and we found these commonalities. And we decided that this was great, that these individual gems were inside. You know, Richard, when, a, when diamonds are made, they're made as the result of pressure and, and 
and heat, and those diamonds make carbon into are, are made out of the result of carbon. Steel is made as a result of heat, and and it's tempered and made better. So our our common experience helped us to look and find these beautiful gems that are deep down in every one of us. And in terms of finding these, did you guys research them empirically? Was there science behind these pearls? We looked at all the common literature. We looked at what other people were saying. We found that people had a very common foundation to these. These are not new, but the way that we present them is new. Each one of our chapters has a story that brings it in, and the stories help you to understand it. It's almost like a parable, and the inside of each story is, is the nubbin of truth that's there. And then we do a dialogue between Harriet and I. So this is different than every other self-help book that you're ever going to meet, because it's a story of us talking, and you're invited as a listener in on our private conversation. So you will be like a fly on the wall and really understanding what's going on. And, you know, we have over 140 quotes of celebrities uh, that really help you to understand what each and every one of these is, is all about. For example, Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out the darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Now, there's a very principal uh, thing that goes on there. And one of our golden pearls is love and how important that is for people to really understand there is. And there, you know, the Greeks actually had seven types of love. So they really understood it in a way that was much deeper than we do when we talk about love on, on, a, on a concept. They really went to it in much, much more depth. So love is one of your pearls. Give us a couple others. Okay, so these are our 13 golden pearls. Love, inspiration, victory, vulnerability, purpose, non-negotiables, forgiveness, attitude, thankfulness, tenaciousness, laughter, enthusiasm empowerment. And we even throw in a bonus chapter on fear because there's so many people gripped with fear right now, they can't even get beyond that. It's true. We're, we're in a time of tremendous fear. So what would you say to somebody you know, with all that's going on with COVID and what, what, what did your research show how, how to deal with such a thing? You know, back in the old days, the dirty 30s, We've been faced with this many times, and I, one of your most brilliant presidents said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And it's true, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, In the last hundred years, we have seen two world wars. We've seen the Vietnam War. We've seen the Korean crisis. We've seen so much that has gone on. We've seen race. We've seen hatred. We've seen ugliness that's gone on to no end. But you know, in all of this, we've survived it. And we've come to a point where in our thing that we can even do better. And I, we can use this as a time when, when we can be in despair here. here. But I, I think we can also use this as a time where 
where we can move forward and really use this as a time to propel us even to a greater uh, a greater time uh, than ever. You know, it was Eugene Kennedy who said that there would be no need for love if perfection were possible. Love rises from imperfection, from being different and always in need of forgiveness, encouragement, and that missing half of ourselves that we are searching for, as the Greek myth tells us, in order to complete ourselves. So we really have to realize that we're not complete at any given time, but we have to move forward. And we use these things to move forward in better ways than we've ever been. And we can move it to a status that, that we could even be greater than we before. You know, from the depths of our despair, we really understand the peaks of the, of the loftiness that can occur. And, and that's where I'd like people to look at this right now that while you're in your depths, there's even a greater time that can come out. One of the things that I know you talk about in the book is turning points. Talk to us about the meaning, as you describe it, of turning points and how we can recognize them, especially in a, in a sea of adversity like right now. You know, my turning point came back in 2003 when my life had to change because I was literally at the top of my career, and then I was at my depths of despair. It was a major turning point for us. Harriet's turning point came about because of the fact that she was a world-class model. She decided to become an accountant, and then she was crippled to the point that she might never walk again. She was so badly injured by her her thing, but she used this as a point to, to work with children and help them decide to have a better life. And she runs a group called Empowered Me that allows children to find their destiny and find their way. Every one of us has a turning point, Dr. Richard. Every one of us has a point that we can say, this is my down point and, and I can move forward. An addict, for example, might be at his depth of despair and needs to come out of that addiction. A person could be badly hurt in a car accident. I spoke on a show last week of people that had severe neurological injuries, and they use this as a turning point in their life to move forward. So each and every one of us has a turning point. It's the question of how we use that turning point. Now, at at a turning point, Richard, you can, can become mean and hard and bitter, or you can use this as a point to become better. And, and I would love everybody to come better. As Harriet says, from, it's from tragic to magic. I would like everybody to go from tragic to magic. I would like everybody to see the magic that's in the world all around them. Because the world truly is magic. Every day, it's magic. And I'm going to tell you a little story from my book. My, my only grandson and I were out on a very cold day. It was minus 40 degrees. Very, very cold. You'll remember that from your Detroit days, Dr. Richard. How Indeed. terrible. Indeed. Well, my daughter took over a half hour dressing my grandson to get outside. And we walked out there just to get some fresh air. And my grandson said, look, Grandpa. I said, what? He, I was all cold and miserable. He said, oh, Grandpa, there's diamonds in the sky. It was so cold 
the moisture in the air had formed ice crystals and the sun was gleaning on it, making diamonds in the sky. So it's up to you whether you see the diamonds in the sky or you see the minus 40 degree temperature. It truly is your choice what you concentrate on. I think the diamonds in the sky are far more magic than the minus 40 degree temperature. Well, as somebody who's lived through minus 40 degrees, I would agree with that a thousand times over. <laughs> well, Dr. Leica, we, uh, we, it's amazing how quickly time flies and we are at our time here. And as you know, everybody who comes on my show, all my guests are asked a single question. And that is, what is your biggest helping? That one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Well, I would love everybody to realize this. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. I, I want you to take those words and really take them home because those are truly the magic words that everybody can use. It's not what happens to you in what you do with what happens. And I'd like to give all your listeners a gift today, Dr. Richard. And all they have to do is text me the word golden pearls. That's golden, one word, pearls, another word with an S on it, to 1-819-717-2515, 1-819-717-2515. And I will give them 52 golden pearls, one golden pearl a week to help remake their life and shape their thoughts in such a way that they'll have a better life as a result. Wonderful. If, they, if they'd like to get a copy of my book, please buy it at fantasticlifebook.com because at fantasticlifebook.com, we all know who bought it and we can give 20% of those proceeds of our book to help women that are going through an abusal situation. We're giving this to charities in your area. So we could try and make the world a better place. Now, if you've ever been an author, you know authors don't make much from books. So we'd love to give that back to you. Love that. I, I love that. And, and you gave numbers and URLs. And so uh, if you're on the elliptical, we got you covered. Everything Dr. Like is going to be in the show notes for this episode at thedailyhelping.com. So we, we got you covered. Well, Doc, it's been awesome to share this time with you today. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. You know, Dr. Richard, it's truly my pleasure. And if I've just helped one person today find a better life, I've met my goal. And that's all I want to do is baby steps to make this a better place in the world. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks again. We're very grateful for you coming on with us today. And I want to thank each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode as well. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. <laughs>